only <clears throat> feasible way logically, rationally to be human is to be in a state of dread and this is because from every point of view your condition is the one who is inadequate. You're confronted by an unmanageably vast universe. The weight alone of it, the size of alone of it, is enough to more than annihilate and obliterate you. So why are you here?
so many things could conceivably go wrong that could kill you right now. There's an absolute infinite number of things that could conceivably kill you right now. So why is it that you're here? Any person with a slight bit of reflection looking out at life has to be filled with a sense of dread. There's no other way to be human. Well, there is another way to be human. The only other way to be human is to recognize that there has to be a guardian lord in charge of all of this, otherwise you couldn't be alive. The matter is too complex, it is too big, it's got too many moving parts for you to be able to manage and be in charge of. You are only alive by the grace of some ingenuity which you cannot account for, which is bigger than you. So to be alive, to be reasonably alive, is to be in a state of terror, except those who believe. This is the only way in which we can account for the fact that you could get immensely talented people, capable people, people in charge of their lives, uh, people with family, careers, success, and they have, they find being alive insupportable. Another way of describing this dread which underlies, which sits at the backdrop of the human condition, is that it's in a sense a kind of death wish. You know, at some point, if the bully threatens you enough, you, you almost wish to say, well, go and then do your worst. I, I can't live like this anymore. I'd rather die. I've been in relationships like that. Where eventually, the, whatever the price is to get out from underneath the tyranny of the terror, even if it's death itself, is a price that's cheap enough. So it is quite understandable that people are cast into the pits of despair. It is a, it is a reasonable approach to being human. But then you could say, but there are many people who don't believe who don't walk around in despair. Well, the only reason why they don't walk around in despair is that they anesthetize the problem. They anesthetize the problem by, in the first instance, um, uh, keeping their attention busy with things so that they don't have to look at the monster. There's a looming threat. You know, we develop addictions, little addictions. Um, these, we have uh, our devices these days. We have whatever they are. I mean, we, um, you know, uh, wealth, woman, per pursuit of career, success. All of these things, do, the glittering things to, to we're sort of, 
we rest our attention on so that we don't have to look at this, this, this looming, catastrophic vastness which overshadows us, that we're all sitting like frightened chickens in the shadow of a hawk for. So, those people who don't experience this sense of dread are those who allow themselves to be anaesthetized by frivolous endeavors. Endeavors that take the attention away from the problem. We aren't of those people. Our journey is a journey to Haq. And Haq means truth. The truth has to start with a negation. It has to start with a despair. Where else is it going to start? It has to start with... For heaven's sake, this is, a, this is insupportable. I, 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 I'm not enough. I'm inadequate. I cannot touch all the bases. I can't st- guarantee all the, you know. I look around me and there's, there's a the country is peaceful one day, the next day is being blasted out of the two smithereens. Um, I, I, I see people around me, you know, healthy today, tomorrow they're dying of some dreaded disease. I myself, I've got a, a toothache sends me into complete um, uh, disabled agony. I'm so vulnerable. So you start off with that. You start off with an, with a, with a, with an insight of your frailty. But then you have to go further. You have to say, well, I, <coughs> despite the fact that I am so frail, I am here. My, I cannot account for the fact that I'm here on the basis of my ingenuity, because my ingenuity is obviously not adequate. It means there has to be a greater ingenuity which is making the whole thing work. That's Imam. That's an affirmation of a benign intelligence which is far bigger than your own, which is the custodial hub of your being, the custodial lord of your being, the one who has your being gently, gently, gently in the palm of his being. And while you are resting in that palm, You are unassailable. We are unassailable because catastrophe itself holds no fear for you. Because you know that even the catastrophe is from heaven. My wife and I had this conversation today about, well, what about terrible things? What about global warming? What about terrible things that happen? Is that also by Allah? Us destroying the planet, is that also by Allah? I said, well, you're from one point yes, it has to be. I mean, nothing is outside of the will of Allah. And I was reminded in this conversation of a, a <coughs> quite an embarrassing altercation I had with Sheikh Mustafa, who found 
I mean, I thought his view was a bit primitive, but I, maybe there's great wisdom in it. He found our sort of um, uh, uh, issue of uh, environmental consciousness. He found it a little bit naive. Because he said to me, so, so tell me what happened to the dinosaurs. In other words, what he was saying to me is, uh, don't you recognize that change? Don't you recognize that decay? Don't you recognize that extinction is part of the condition? It was all his story. We cannot do anything outside of his story. It is precisely because we recognize how frail it is that we recognize how unlikely it is and how miraculous it is and therefore how precious it is to be alive. To have this moment. To, to, because it's also unspeakably fleeting. The world that you're in will not be there tomorrow. It will be a different world. It will be irrevocably changed. You will be irrevocably changed. And you, you, one has these experiences of, of uh, as you get older, of growing frailty. You know, things that used to work before, like your eyesight, they just don't work anymore. Your legs don't work like they used to anymore. Your, nothing works like it used to anymore. So we must have compassion for people who, who are experiencing the despair of being alive, who experience the dread of being alive. Because they're better than the common who anesthetize themselves. And the medicine that we can offer them is the same medicine that we offer ourselves. And that is, it is unreasonable not to recognize that <coughs> you're alive by an ingenuity which isn't yours. That there's a great ocean of blessing granted and a, an equally overwhelming ocean of catastrophe withheld by a great ingenuity that isn't yours which accounts for the fact that you're alive. May Allah grant us nearness to him. <coughs> May grant us annihilation in him. <coughs> May grant us death before we die. In Allah, Subhanallah, we can all the